What up, what up, what up? It's your girl Marquita, but I like to call me who? Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood the Podcast. Yo, 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 is it me or is it hot in here? We got a special yo, guest today. Is it me or is it hot So Hollywood. So Hollywood. I can't wait for this special guest. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Time to get ignorant. The Hollywood lights are bright. Let's get right for a little bit. The vibe's so low, so let's go and bump it a little bit. Let's celebrate life like it's gonna end in a little bit. Yeah, you can be anywhere in the world. But you're here with me and my special guest coming up shortly. Hey. Hey, 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 what up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who? Miss Hollywood. <laughs> if you don't know, I'm going to let you know today I have a special guest and I'm going to do a recap. But before that, uh, So Hollywood, the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally and I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. <laughs> episode 59 i had a young lady by the name of uh, flossy excuse me uh she's a mississippi mississippi native a singer turned rapper creator of flossy collections llc follow her f-l-a-w-c-e-e catch the latest episode of so hollywood the podcast on my instagram page or on any of your streaming platforms that you love go to www.allofhollywood.biz to book us interview with me <laughs> so without further ado i normally let you guys know what i'm doing but i'm you know i'm switching it up today so um without further ado i have a special guest that i'm going to bring to the forefront um and this is episode 60 let me give him his flowers while um he is getting himself together um his name is steve rays he is a new york native but he was raised in delaware shout out to you um right now you're living in atlanta georgia you're ceo of aga agency and the greatest tv productions you're executive producer you studied at university of delaware pioneering digital content creator brand like i can go on and on and on that sounds amazing (laughs) right talking about me yes yes oh you're so modest And a talent manager, and you're also the creator of a social justice documentary by the name of From Pain to Power, a Revolt special that just dropped in 2020. We'll get to that here shortly. How you doing today? I'm great. Thanks a lot for having oh me. Gosh. It's overdue. It's definitely it's been overdue. a long time. So I'm uh, <laughs> uh, glad I can see you virtually. Yes, I know. I think we, we met at the core DJ retreat, if I'm not mistaken, because I probably in, in Houston or Dallas, I'm sure. Probably, probably. Cause I was I at the, the, the first one I went to, um, when was that? Actually, it was the ozone awards. I, I was, I was, uh, volunteering for TJ's DJ at the time. And okay. shout out to TJ. He's doing his thing and 
That's a whole nother oh, story. Oh, yeah. That's the homie. <laughs> Shout out to TJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it was Atlanta, to be 100% honest. Because, you know, we had the retreat in Atlanta multiple times. So it could have yeah. been there. But it's all good. Um, But I like to um start my interviews with a question. Uh, How did this thing called entertainment enter your life? I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You touched on it a little bit when I was in Delaware. I mean, hip-hop hit me. We couldn't really... Delaware was a state that ain't really, you know... We got Philly radio, so I started hearing hip-hop when I was young. I was like Lady B. Mm-hmm. So I didn't... That's hip-hop. That's my love with hip-hop. But I always watch TV. I always would look at a TV show and be like, I could do better than... Like, why is this? like that why can't this be better and i wasn't sure because i was in delaware so i was like i, I want to direct because i think i could do better and then i realized i didn't want to be a, a, quite a director mm-hmm. <laughs> even though i do direct i thought more of my passion was producing which was strange i had to figure out what producing was but mm-hmm. um once i did i was like yo i wouldn't do that and um and, and i was that's what, I, when i was 16 i bought my first like tv and and that was my first purchase like i worked at as a bus boy and I saved my money and I bought a TV and that was like the best thing in the world. I still got, now I got, got a, that was like a 13 inch. I got a 75 inch in front of me right now. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a long way coming. Right? But it's like, I was looking into this day. I'm like, man, I could do better than that. Let me, let me take a shot at that. Right. How can I do that? Right. So, and That's how, where it was when I was young. How was the um, the entertainment scene in Delaware? Because, like you said, you had some of the filio filio Philly radio stations, and you know you had more of the the like New York, Philly, all that inspiration. So yeah. What was it like um, growing up, and, and what was the entertainment scene in Delaware? Because you're originally from New York. Yeah, right. I was born in New York, but I was moved to Delaware when I was like a year and a half. So okay. I was raised in Delaware, so it was weird. Um, it's a, there's no, um, you know, uh, Delaware was known for like chemical capital of the world for DuPont, wow. and it was known for banking. Like, so there's a lot of like credit cards. So I worked, real talk, at a credit card company at one time. <laughs> it was, and, uh, <laughs> and I was like, basically, the hell with this. I'm not going to do that because that's what all Delaware offers. Right. But, um, I say, um, while I was in college, I had the bug in me. So it was like uh, in, in University of Delaware, mm-hmm. I was uh, part of the cultural program advisory board. So they we brought like Tribe Called Quest and like, you know what I'm saying? We right. brought the artists to like, the university. Like kind of like the Student like, Government Association, something yeah, like that? It, it okay. was like the black, it was like the black student government. This is okay. a black, it was a white university. Okay. So it was like the black joint. So it was like, yo, we had a budget. We was like, hey, I can't help bring artists to the to a small group of black people on this college, it's like six, eight hundred of us. So it was like cool. And then I just like loved it. I was like, this is fun. You know what I mean? Right. right. And then um and then also me and Chuck, Chuck, who was also the CEO of allhiphop.com, mm-hmm. at that time, we were the I was the business I was the publisher. He was the editor of the um it's called Pomosia, mm-hmm. which was um, called Unity, and it was our black college. It was our black college newspaper. So wow. me and Chuck created our black college newspaper at University of Delaware. So it was like in our, you know, for us it was like let's stay into this lane because we wanted we liked reporting. They was like, yo, we did a black sheep con- or a tribe called Quest concert. And they're spelling tribe called Quest wrong, you know. Wow. Like this is what happened when. 
the white media will cover our events. They just don't know it. So we right. was like, fuck that. Let's do our own. Like we, we all went to a uh, shout out to Hanifa. She was like our mentor and she had a newspaper. So we put our newspaper in her newspaper. Then we'll pull the inserts out. Then we'll just plaster the, the university. So we was really doing our own like published paper from another newspaper. And then we was just gangster with it. Like we took that mentality to all hip hop later, but that's how it like started for me. It was like, we started in college. We was just like, let's figure this out. And, um, just eventually we knew just to fast forward a little bit. As soon mm-hmm. as we graduated, we grouchy Greg went to high school together. We was all from Delaware. So grouchy mm-hmm. went to Glasgow and me and Chuck went to Glasgow. We was like, we all got websites and we had another website and then uh, Grouchy had allhiphop.com. We was like, we all from Delaware. This was really our plan. We was like, let's was it, merge together. Was it as big as... It was it, nothing. It was the beginning stage of allhiphop.com. It was 100% basically nothing. Wow. We were just forming it. We had tantrum-mag.com, me and Chuck, and um, Grouchy had owned all hip hop, and then we was like, let's merge together we got together, we blew it up. Like, it was like, our goal was like, if we just put our forces together, we can take over and then we'll be the biggest hit for our website and we manifest that. It came true. Wow. I mean, you know, we, we were we were li- yeah. literally, the, we, we took over the game at, at, at a certain stage of the point of the game. So it was like, once we moved, what happened was when we moved to New York, mm-hmm. that's when everything changed. It was like, wait, we can get artists and we could see them, like we could see <laughs> Ja Rule, right. like you don't have to do phone interviews, so, right. and then that's how we changed and revolutionized the game, and I, I ran the multimedia at All Hip Hop, Okay. so I left the company and came back, but I left the company, I, I worked at Tennis Stock, I worked at, a net, I was a network engineer, Okay. like I used to build servers, so when I came back to All Hip Hop, I was like, they had like a nine ninety nine webpage, and I was like, "Yo, I can show you how to make money. Like, wow. once you own your own server, then you can add, you can do ad serving, and then you know CPMs and all that right, stuff right, comes right, into right. play. Right. And that's how they started originally making money. And then the second server I built was a web server. I mean, a, a streaming server. Mm. So the streaming server, I was like, this was my opportunity when I was a kid. I was like, I could now interview Fat Joe. Right. We were interviewing. Fat Joe, Cameron, Ja Rule. It was back in that era, early 2000s. Right. And it was like, when you look at the landscape, it was MTV, BT, and all hip-hop that had 56K video connections. But right. I was designing those servers. That's all they had. And then they had cable. And then, you know, it got a little better. And I'm doing video encoding, and I'm learning this shit on the fly. And I'm like, yo, we, but we're doing it. We're competing with. So we, we, would, we would watch MTV go out of Death Jam and we, it would be me and Chuck and I got my little camera <laughs> and then Chuck is doing interviews so it's like this is how we do it this right. is only us two it's us three the Grouchy Grades lived in Delaware still so it was me and Chuck I had this, the Canon you know home camera right. that was like 400 bucks right. that you could sit in the palm of your hand and these dudes is like oh you know they just watch MTV walk out it's like we all hip hop right. it's like who it's like here but get, get in the position but we gangsted it. And um, it was like, because that was my job, I had to do put exclusive video on the site. Right. right. 
we were just doing it at an early time, and it was just a fun. Those were like the, it was the wild, wild west of the internet. Then it was crazy. I bet, I bet, because <laughs> that was like when all hip hop blew up. It was just like where? First of all, where did y'all come from? And y'all got all this content that we're just now seeing. And it was just like, you know how you get oh, you got overwhelmed with hip hop, but it was a good feeling of overwhelming yeah. because you never know, you didn't know what was happening in the world until, you know, all hip hop was really like the, the bigger forefront of everything, which was dope. And I really appreciate it to this day. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Thank so, you. Thank you. It was a great time. So, um, when did, um, like working with like master P and when did the, um, like did that, that came before revolt, correct? Yeah, yeah. So okay. So shout out to Grouchy. You know, we you know all hip hop. We basically had accounts. So uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. Grouchy like you know, I don't know if I want to say too much, but Grouchy <laughs> dealt with Diddy. Like he was talking with Diddy like every day, every other day. Mm-hmm. Like it was like we was on like people hit us up. So you know, he introduced me to Master P, and then P just gravitated like to me. So anytime Master P had news, he would hit me up. Wow. And he'll know wow. I'll get it done. So, P, so out any exclusive news that broke, I, my name was never credited because I was, you know, I was an executive of the, the, the site. I didn't right. care about that. Right. But um, but I would send it to the news department, and he would send it to me, and you know, P would be like, "No, take change the headline." I'm like, "Well, we gotta do that." And <laughs> right. He's like, "Change the headline." And I'm like, "Well, uh, <laughs> what?" Master P says, "Change the headline." So. Maybe we can make it look like this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you like that? Okay, okay, okay. Better, better. But it would be like, you know, so we had accounts in the, in the industry, so P became my account for, so anything that happened to P, it'd be like, yo, call Master P and get this, you know, what's going on. Right. So that's how we have, we have all kinds of relationships in the game. So of course. one day P was like, and I was working at All Hip Hop. He was like, yo, I mean, this is the, our real story. He was like, can, you know, he calls it Charlemagne show. It's Breakfast Club. Right. He's like, can you, can you get me on Charlemagne show? And I was like, what? <laughs> Are you serious? Of course. <laughs> I was like, hold on. Let, you want me to do it? I'll make it happen. And I did. And it just was like, wow. he uh, was so appreciative. I was just like, Man. like, you know, you get a, you get your foot in the door. Right. I put I put you here, I put you there. I, I was like, yo, I'll do that. Yo, and of course we got on hip hop, so you just give me that, you know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, so he, he liked my pitch. So eventually I started putting him on different places. And then, you know, I was like, yo, I could get you other places outside of all hip hop. You know, I felt that that was the media side of me. I wasn't a publicist. I never thought, I ever thought of myself as a publicist. I was right. like, I can get you, if I can get you on a breakfast club, then I can get you on. Yeah, this is how I thought. Right. I get you on first take because you want to you you into sports. You want to do that. So eventually, I did get him on first take. Wow. So it was like once I got him on Breakfast Club on first take, I was like, man, I can get back to Pete anywhere. He <laughs> right. like he's opening doors for me, wow. and it's like so it was an amazing feeling, and it was all through all hip hop. But of course, you know, again, people gravitate. So Pete just stayed in touch with me, and then you now I left all hip hop eventually. Right. I had my own agency. At that time, I didn't even have my own I had my own consulting company. Okay. But me, Pete don't care what the paint looked like. It's like, are we going to drive where we need to go? <laughs> just get me there. Get right. me to the breakfast club. Right. So it didn't matter what, what I said. It always mattered how I delivered. And, 
you know, I, at that time, I wasn't trying to find other people or uh, expand because I was at all hip hop. Right. So it was, um, you know, it was me t- kind of metamorphosizing and figuring things out and seeing how I could take advantage of, you know, myself and my own. Because everyone in the company knew I had uh, tantrum consulting. Tantrum consulting I had back since 2008 or nine, maybe wow. nine or 10. Yeah, so I, I was still because um the spinoff a little bit. I had a, a, a series called The Next Forty Eight Hours that we yep. launched on, you know, on on, on hip hop. So I started my own production company. So it was yep. Tantrum Productions. Okay. So it was really Tantrum Productions, and then I moved in and expanded it to Tantrum Consultants when I was like taking Master P to Breakfast Club. That where wasn't that, a normal. Where did that name come from, first and foremost? Where did so, remember when, remember when I started and I said me and Chuck had, we partnered, we had our website called tantrum-mag.com. Yes, yes. And Grouchy had all hip-hop. And I said, let's, we'll merge. Right, we all okay. were like, we're buddies, let's merge. And all hip-hop was a better name. Okay, so okay. So, me and Chuck let tantrum-mag go down and then, at a certain stage, it was like two. I, I mean, if you want to really know the real, I'll tell you everything. I don't know how real you I want mean, to go. I mean, listen, we can, we can <laughs> get it. <laughs> but I say this, and it's public knowledge. So mm-hmm. all hip hop went through some rough times. They was almost bankrupt. So I don't know how much is public, but I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. They let go of the entire staff. And at that time, wow. you know, it was a wake up call for me because I grew up with these dudes, but they were the only owners of the company and they I was an employee so it was right. like you're laid off too homeboy you the homie but see you later it's business so right. I said this I, I've taken these opportunities in my career hopefully we'll talk about them but I, I, yes. take, I take like four or five moments that made me and I was like you know what I work for hip hop for free mm. I said I suck it up cause I was getting unemployment so I was like you know what let me cash out on that <laughs> And that was when the bubble burst, you know what I'm saying? Right. So when the bubble burst in 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. that's when I started tantrum. Because I was like, y'all straight laid me off. So right. I told him, I was like, yo, I said, Chuck, I'm about to use tantrum again. And he was like, go at it. So um, I started, you know, I wasn't working for them. So I started my own company, even though you probably thought I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, listen. I suck it up for the team. We'll front that I was still there, but I was on unemployment. It was a bubble burst. If everyone remembers, that was like the pandemic. You had like 99 weeks. So, and then after the, the, uh, let's say the crisis went over, mm-hmm. all hip hop brought me back on. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know what I'm saying? So, but it was they still love, love irregardless of the fact. It was still love, even though that It was happened. just finances. Okay. It was finances. Mm-hmm. It was all finances. We had all mm-hmm. hip hop week, which was crushing it. Mm-hmm. But all hip hop week almost got the company bankrupt. So yeah, so that's that's all. Like I said, like this public knowledge right. it was in um Black Enterprise a few years ago. Okay. Um and um they talked they talked about it. So a lot of people just don't know. So I'm not. Hopefully I ain't fun. Maybe I'll just let it like <laughs> some people. But all hip hop damn near went bankrupt. Fuck it, I was there. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So I mean, it was tough times. It was gloomy times. I ain't had no job. These guys was paying me, and I was like, you know, I, I don't, I never, I don't know what I can like. I call myself a pioneer because at that time I don't, I, I wasn't blogging. You can't see print of me. Like I was doing original content through right. video. I was doing next forty eight hours. I was doing other things too. 
Right. And then I was like, I was in charge of the show. I was in charge of the offline presence. That's why you saw me all the time. Right. I was yep. in these streets. Yes. So I was in charge of the offline presence for all hip hop. But of course, the cameras, they were, I had crews in three cities. I had 15 people under me because I had cameras, photographers in LA, yep. Atlanta, and New York. So yep. half the time I was there. Yep. And each crew, I'll be on the phone. I got to get them in each event. I got to get them on the BET Hip Hop yeah. Awards. I got to do everything. That was my job. Yeah. So at a certain point, make sure I'm on that list too. I'm showing up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so now I'm in the building. I'm like, yo, I got my crew working the red right carpet. Then. I'm going to be on the VIP. Come on, man. So I got to make my tickets look right. good. So, you know, so I was doing that. But, you know, it was all networking. So, of you course. know, you saw me out there. I was getting artists. We was doing this. We was getting exclusives. I ran the audio department for all hip-hop. You had an exclusive. They wasn't giving it to DJ. It's giving it to to me, yeah, my yeah, Ross was give me shit. Yeah, fifty would give us exclusive shit. Yeah, like the biggest names in hit week. Like people don't understand. Like, I, not because my mom, she's like Caribbean, and you know they like, oh, I don't know what this hip hop is. Right. I said, listen to this. If you got the number one trash company in the country, you're rich. Yeah. You're not only rich. You're you know you have understood and figured it out, and now you're all over the country. Right. So now we figured it out. I knew I had crews in the biggest cities. We knew that we had to get content. At that when we started, it was once a week. Then it went to once a day. Then it went to once an hour. Like that's we. When I say we were that early on, we had a content schedule that started by days <laughs> and weeks. And now our content schedule at when I had left was in days and hours. Yeah, you know it was yeah. actually broken up in. This will be on the homepage in the morning. This will be on the homepage in the afternoon. This will be something different at night. And on the weekends, we had different content. So it showed me early on how to think and how to program content online. And then, of course, I always wanted to do content. So I was like, you know, you know, going back to the next 48 hours, if people don't know this, it was like, all right, so I'll tell you the rest of the story. Because remember that I said they laid us off? Yes, yes. So the next day, I had a meeting with um, my boy Harold, Harry, Harry Anthony, mm-hmm. and um, he was uh, the CEO of Jump Off TV in England. Wow. And he's British, British dudes, you know what I mean? He was just getting hip hop in in America. He just came to New York and moved here. Now we just wow. buddied up, and we had a meeting. And I literally got laid off. No one knew. Everyone in all hip hop got laid off the day before. And I said, and I remember I said I'm gonna take the name Tantrum. Yes. Remember I said yes that so the next day i had a meeting and um <clears throat> my my man was like what are we going to do like and i i don't even know if i told him i was laid up boys but i was just like look because i was like i'm going to still help you because if i have if i can create stuff that's going to bring you traffic it's going to bring you money right it's going to get me back in my position right so that even though i got laid off the next day me and my partner created we were like, what are we going to do? So we asked questions about, in 2008, this was 12, 2009, we were like, what do we, how can we cover artists in a different way online? Right. So I was like, well, what happens when they leave Hot 97? Mm-hmm. What happens when they let 106 in park? So I said, they walk in, they sign autographs, they get in the vehicle, and then what do they talk about? What is on their mind? What are they thinking next? Right. So I said, Let's follow an artist 
for three days, four days, like two or three days in a time frame when they're releasing their album. It was supposed to cover a important person releasing an, you know, an, an album, important, right. an important person doing an important thing. Right, right. So you have Rick Ross releasing releasing his album, then it's like he only might have 10, 15 albums in his life. So that moment in time, we're covering that snapshot. Right. And this was free Instagram, free camera phones. Mm. There was like no, none of that. You had to hire the crew, <laughs> so, you know, and, right. and so we did. So my man shot. So you know how the, the roles change. Remember I said when, in the beginning days I had the yep. camera. Yep. And, and you were the interviewing. Mm-hmm. I, I learned so much from yep. Chuck that I was like, I started doing interviews for all hip hop all the time. I didn't need Chuck anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I want to do what I said I was going to do when I was a kid. Right. I want to do something better than I could see on TV. Right. So we created the next 48 hours. We had Jada Kiss. Mm-hmm. And we had, oh, Jada, shout out to Jada. Shout Top out, five, yeah, a lot, right? I, so, huh, <laughs> so, Jay, so we had Jada on his album. That was his album. So um, <clears throat> so we were following him. And, and I knew that this was magical. So we're in the elevator. We're just filming. We just don't know what the hell we're doing. We know right, we had the right. name for it. So we're filming. And he's like, fuck it, let's follow him. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's yeah, We're just going to follow Jada Kiss. <laughs> yes, for free. Like, let's right. just do it. Right. Like, I'll do it for free. I'll, you had me. It was three days, 16 hours. So we called the next 48 hours in production. We, we brought it down to two days. Right. <laughs> but, right. But we we started for three days. And we had one part for each day. Mm-hmm. And we in this, we in here, we're in Def Jam filming, then we're in elevators, just the three of us. And then the elevator, it's like Def Jam has a couple, you know, floors. Right, right. So, so the elevator opens up and there's Usher right outside the elevator. So we have cameras <laughs> and this and that. We're facing, he's like, Usher, what's up? And Danicus is like, what's up? Like, he's like, you know what I mean? They're talking and they're like, so, so Usher sees all the cameras. He's like, I'll, you know, I'll take the next right, elevator. Right. So Jada kissed, so we turned the camera right on Jada. And he was like, Jada. And he was like, yo, the last time I met Usher, <laughs> it was like in uh, LES, you know, like in the village with no security. And he uh-huh. said it just like that. And I said, yo, that's so amazing. Like, this is what next 48 hours is. When you follow an artist, they attract other artists yeah. and then they and then it's like, tell me a story about him. That's how I met him. And then I, wow. this came to me. I said, he came out to Elbert. I said, yo, say the next 48 hours. And he said, yo, did the next 48 I said, yo, say you're watching the next 48 hours with Jadakiss. And he said it. I said, that's the name of our show. We were start, we filmed it. We didn't even have a name. We just had access. What? So when he said that, it was like, oh, it immediately kind of hit. It was like, we had like 50, 70,000 views like a week. And I was like, back in 2009, we right. were like, okay, that's doing something. So then next thing you know, we said, let's do it. Let's, we had, like I said, connections with that jam. Right. So I was like, we did Fabulous, Redman, <laughs> Method Man. We did uh, Ghostface Killer for free. And then um, Raekwon. Yes. And then um, shout out to Laura Mason. Then it was like Triple C's album came up with Rick Ross and mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And we was like, we did five of these free. So I was like, <laughs> we need to make some money. So this is why I sold the pioneer inside of it because I'm like, I, we were making money from the label, right? Because they understood it. They were like, first and foremost, it's an original idea. Yes, I wasn't 
it's even today is biased. You got your homie shooting the camera. Yep. Me, I'm like, what's your set? What what happens if you flop your first day sales? Like, what if you don't reach a hundred thousand your first week? Right. So I'm talking journalistic questions. I'm not your homie. Right. But we're cool. Right. But I'm not trying to, you know, it was all about the artist, but it was about the realness. Like, you know, and eventually they, they gave it up. I mean, you, you there with the dude two, three days. Yeah. They're like, damn, who you around me still? All right, fuck it. I'll tell you what happened. Right, right, so right, right, right. right. Like, <laughs> so they opened up. It's just, it was just style. It was just, we just said we going in, in 2009, 10, it went for five years. Wow. We did, we did the game, Nelly. Master P, of course. Yes. The Prodigy, Mob Deep. We did uh, Wale. Um, like I said, Free, uh, uh, Red Man, Method Man. Those early ones. Um, we did uh, Red. We did Rick Ross three times. Triple C's that BMF and um, God forgives I, I don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, Ross at that time was the biggest artist in the world. Mm-hmm. That sold money fast. Yeah, yeah. So we, he come out, yo. MTV wanted me, BT wanted me, but I'm giving exclusive access to all hip hop. I was like, word. <laughs> so Ross know me to this day because I shot three documentaries with him, and they're really like pieces of work. Because even though online, mm-hmm. even back then, the content had to be small. It had to be like five minutes, three minutes. Right. We were like ten minutes, wow. and people watched it. They watched it. So if you put our parts together, it almost open equate to 20 minutes right like and then we did it that format because then we could take it and put it on tv in a 30 minute format uh, and eventually we did i did get my first deal from that okay. but i didn't take it mm, that was so, the was that a vice tv deal or was that no, i got a lot of deals i, don't I know, know you, you <laughs> i was about to say because i was about to <laughs> so my first deal my first deal was with mtv base mtv okay. base was in uh africa and england what? Yeah, so they offered us. They they, uh, they said they wanted a thirty minute, next forty eight hours, everything we had, and it was and like I said, we formatted it for thirty minutes. Right. So it was like we had to not only reformat it, but they wasn't giving us no money. Oh yeah, nah. So I was like, wait, you're MPV, like what? You're not gonna pay <laughs> us? So then, so then, what happened at the same time? Um, DJ Envy was on sucker free. Mm-hmm. So we had Raekwon, and they wanted nine minutes of footage from Raekwon from what we shot. From what you shot, okay. So I was like, fuck that. We're going to go on real MTV. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Hell so that yeah. was the, that's the first time I got my footage on TV, but okay. then that's my same time I got a TV offer. Okay. And I turned it down. And okay. I, I don't know, to this day, I wonder if I, my path would be different if I took that free deal. But we, we was doing too much. Like you Probably. Can't pay the I think you it would have definitely been different because I'll be hearing me complaining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, we get paid for the label, so MTV should pay should pay us. So we, I just can't get over that. Right. I just for me as a filmmaker and as a director, I mean I was an EP, I directed those too. So I, that's when I realized I didn't want to direct because directing is great work, yeah. but it's too tedious for me. Of course. I just want to have a cigar in my mouth sometimes <laughs> and just boss up and be an yeah, EP. Not boss up. <laughs> <laughs> bring the, bring the, I just, I'm bringing the bag. I'm bringing the bag, y'all. So, y'all, I'm hiring you for that work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, that's how I eventually came to be here, but. I mean, it was just something that I couldn't get over. And right. then I said, I'll get, you know what? I, I tried. It took me a long time to get another deal, but 
I did them. I got deals. I got a lot of deals. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you tonight, whatever you want to know. Okay. And what, 2015, you were, um, you had producer credit for, um, EP, EP Red helped Horn, me out. The, the chef, the purple tape file. So what that yeah. came after, um, yeah. shooting the, the first, um, 48 hours. Yeah, I did the next I'm 48 sorry, hours. I'm sorry, the first. Why do I want to say the first 48? Like, I, I love it. that show. Cause I that really... show is canceled, right? <laughs> Everybody says it. That's cool. But I'm nah. sorry, the next 48. Let me get that together. So, Ray wanted to do the 20th anniversary of the per, the um, Purple app, the Purple Tape. You right, know, right. Uh, only built for Cuban Link. So, his, uh, his, his, his managers was like, we're not, we're going to set up a meeting. We're not, and he lives. I, see, I ain't gonna say too much. He lived okay. he lived close to me. Right, okay. So I was just like, Word? So we can meet right down the street from me. So he's like, Yeah, we're gonna meet, but I'm not gonna tell him who you are. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, he, but you know I had shot a full documentary of him. So I followed him, we're on the right, deck. So of course right. Ray knows me. Right. But he didn't say that we're going to meet someone. He's like, We're gonna meet somebody and he didn't say who. Oh, okay. He already knew it was me. Okay. So as soon as Ray Quan walked in, he saw me hands went up like these he, he's like you want to fuck with my doc i said i would love to wow. he put a nap he brought a napkin out and, signed, and put a contract on it the napkin right in a second that what? day because the next 48 hours of raekwon was my top three i and oh, i left one out i did Nas and damian marley so Nas, wale and raekwon are my top three so i mean but ray came back after six years of not doing this thing. Right, right. So it was like only built for Cuban Links 2. It was that mm. album. So I was a part, and when he saw me, he was like, you was a part only built for Cuban Links 2 on that side of the documentary, right. and I'm doing a 20 year of the first one. Right. He's like, come on, it makes sense. So Hell yeah. I, he hired me immediately. Within 48 hours, we had a director. Wow. And then, um, with, and then, your, your, your like, favorite number must be 48 because <laughs> 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 let's get to 48 million right. That's so, then we can be my face right? <laughs> so, hell yeah so <laughs> so, so, um, so within the end within 48 hours of that weekend like real talk I ain't gonna lie I remember within two days of us getting a director we was like we got to do a show in Halifax so it was of course, Ray and Ghost was damn near 50-50 on the album. Right. So Ghost was a part of the project, naturally. Wow. And so we're filming in Halifax, Canada, like, within a week of jumping on board. So it was like, oh, we're doing it. You know what I mean? Right. So what happens is, and this is like, that, I, I'll tell you later at the end of the story, <laughs> okay, but okay. it was like, we got <laughs> Ninth Wonder. Mm. Um. Uh, why well, am I drawing a blank? Oh, DR was not. I was. It was um Ninth Wonder. Oh, it was um uh, CJ Premier, Ninth Wonder, Buster Rhymes, and Nas. We interviewed all of them for this doc because they were all a part of it or had some knowledge of it. Right. You know, Nas was the only feature on that album. Oh. So, so now we we interviewed them and we have basically an eight minute clip, mm-hmm. and and it's like, well, I could take this to Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So they was like, you? Motherfucker? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Why, so is was like, yeah right? Why is everybody surprised? Why is everybody surprised right now? <laughs> yeah, so you know what? I did it. So my, yes. I got a plug, and I had a plug to the Independent Filmmakers Lounge. Mm. So 
we aired an eight-minute clip, an unfinished documentary at Sundance. And it was the literally the time of my life. I couldn't believe Like, I've been to Sundance twice. The first time All Hip Hop sent me to cover Diddy on Raising in the Sun when he did mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And I was on the interviewing on one side of the red carpet. <laughs> this time, I was on the other side of the red wow. carpet with Ray Gold getting interviewed by GQ. Got cameras in my face. I'm like, what? I'm a producer now. Like, and I was still working at All Hip Hop. So the next, yeah, yeah, of course. So the second, the two weeks later, the Grammys was in LA. So we get another screening of that same eight minute oh, clip. We wow. like, fuck it, we take it to the Grammys. So guess the lineup. So the, you know, Sundance, you got to, you know, you got to fly to Sundance right. to plan to be there. Right. Grammys, you got. That's L.A. Everyone coming. You can just hop up and, and be out there. <laughs> so so you got to keep in mind the narration of the documentary started with Busta Rhymes. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So guess who shows up? It was all for the press. So Hip Hop, DX, all Hip Hop, all the press was there. Then we had Busta Rhymes, Shane Dash, DJ Mustard, YG, um, uh, LL Cool J. Because oh. LL was hosting the awards that year. So Ray was like, I'm going to boss it all the way up. He's like, I'm bringing L. <laughs> I said, what? So L was on our red carpet. L was doing interviews. I said, I said, on top of everything, I was working at All Hip Hop. Right. So I manipulated the LL interview <laughs> for All Hip Hop on top of being on the red carpet and getting interviewed by All Hip Hop for the Purple Tape Files. So I was like, come on, man. I wear a lot of hats. So... <laughs> So, oh, shit. so it was, was like doing the double dutch out this motherfucker. <laughs> I do that every day. So that ain't nothing. But I'm like living my best life now. I'm like of all of that. That same day, I'm gonna let it all out tonight. Mm. So that same day, Dame was like, and I shouldn't have said that, but anyway, Dame Dash was like, that was that's your dude. Like he did somebody on our crew, mm-hmm. and it was like, ah, uh, that's not. That dude ain't cool. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, 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 right. So, so after a while, we had problems with the director. Uh-oh. And he showed his true colors. Mm-hmm. And it was just like we had to fire him. So it was like, it it was my first credit that never came out. But we <gasps> took it. We aired it. Like, I guess it counts for something because we aired it at Sundance. Like, Sundance. Yeah, we aired of course. It at Sundance. Of course. But we, we couldn't get the 90-minute doc we wanted. We only had eight uh... minutes. But we had in those eight minutes, Nas, Ninth Wonder, DJ That's Premier, good. and uh, Busta Rhymes, and of course Ray and Gold. So it was awesome. Wow. So of course that's my best piece of work that never came out. I hate to say. Oh my God! Could it drop, or that's over and done with? Is that something that just will never I happen? Know. It, it might have a chance, but it requires a lot of arm twisting and a, you know. I mean, you course. did it before. I mean, what? Well, what let's you, just say <laughs> it requires. One of these and one of these is called bags. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't talking one bag. I'm probably talking two. <laughs> so, More like one of these, like this. One of these. Yeah, one of these big like, laundry bags. Like, we got to put a bag on the table now. So, mm. let's just say this. I learned so much in the business, but I mm-hmm. told you I got a lot of deals. Right. I mean, and, and 90% of this your, your, your shit ain't going to happen. Right. I, I was out last night, real talk, real story, as Ed Lover was at the cigar bar. I live in Atlanta. Ed Lover mm-hmm. there from back in the day. Right. Ed Lover, Ed Lover. Yeah. Me and Ed Lover had a TV show. We had a TV show called Sports Lover on DailyMotion.com. So they gave us, and I'll tell you everything. Mm-hmm. 
they we it was like oh I got daddy's house we was gonna film at the daddy's house mm-hmm. it was one sports lover like you know Ed Lover the host he's right. like sports lover too so it was sports lover out of his name but he would have we would have one sports figure and one rapper Whoa. and it would, they would talk sports so we had four you know we lined it kinda up kind of like what they're doing you know, now kind of like what they're doing now um on like ESPN and stuff like that probably yeah. a lot some yeah. well, when they bring the guests but we were going to mandatory bring a hip hop oh okay okay mandatory yeah, okay okay, so okay. that's where the, because he's the in difference. a hip-hop world, mm-hmm. and then he was a sports dude, right. sports lover. Right. So, and then when we got a contract, I'll tell you, it was like $3,500 for per episode. Ooh. So me and Ed Lover looked at each other. We was like, <laughs> nah, we're not going to like, he, he, his collar popped up like, that ain't even enough to help hold me down. Where, how you get paid, see? So real talk, I saw him last night. I didn't even see him. Because I, I heard he shouted his name out where we was at. Right. I was looking the other way. And he was like, hey, hey, hey. And I saw him and I gave him a big hug. I ain't oh, seen him since that day. Wow. And I was like, damn, I'm out here in Atlanta. So, you know, we, we built. But that was another deal that I got. That I, you know, I got a deal. I got a contract. Of and course. I'm just like, what the fuck? You going to give me my first deal free? I got to work for free for a 60-minute <laughs> TV show? Right. Now you're going to give me 3500 and that ain't even covering my, my guy. Yeah, you know what I'm exactly. So exactly. I got, you want to go down my failures or my success? I'm bad success. Yeah, but you, you bounce back every time. Oh, so nah, like, that's what, that's what I want to know next. Like when things didn't go through, what, what was your inspiration to keep pushing forward and to be where you are now? Because I know you have some things you you were you worked on loving hip hop. Well, three out of the four shows loving hip hop. You ended up mm-hmm. becoming um, you have your own agency. So let's get into that, like pushing forward. Like, okay, what was your inspiration? So basically, my inspiration and and my my low point was all hip hop. Mm. They ain't want me no more. We ain't, we ain't really come to eye to eye, and yeah. we out there like thirteen, fourteen years. And yeah. I was like, if I, this is the feeling, then sayonara. You know what I'm saying? And it, it was all good, and it was all cool, it's all love to this day. I appreciate everything they did, but then it pushed me because I, like I told you, I had started tantrums ten years before, so yeah. I was like always one foot in with my company. So now, Master P, where's he gonna go? He's, well, you can still deal with them for all hip hop stuff, but they don't <laughs> right. really, you know, pick up my phone no more. Right. But I'm gonna fuck with you. Like mm-hmm. I'll get you wherever. Like I did it before. I do it again. Like you're my client, right? And you're my only client. Like you know what I'm saying? Like right. I might have had a little, you know, digital marketing campaign, but he is my big name. So I'm like, you ain't going nowhere, bro. Right. So I'm taking. <laughs> Wait, right? I take it. You see it again? You want to go to Charlotte? So I, I set it up. Let's just stick around. Right. Take my call. Right. So what happened was my inspiration was a lot of P too. P mm. inspired me because, you know, it was a time when I wasn't doing anything. And right. he was like, it, he gave me business. He gave me opportunities right. that I would never dream that I could have. He gave me an opportunity. He had a, a liquor and I did a photo shoot with it and there was nothing in it. I was like, yo, is this liquor? Where is the liquor? Was it coming? He's like working on it. And I was like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and he's like, yo, I'm working on some things. I was like, well, look, if you, you if you have some problems on any level with this, mm-hmm. let me know. I'll, I'll figure it out for you. Like, I was I was a free agent then. So right. I was like, I got mad time. So I was like, so it took me 18 months. And I 
swear to you, I got him a multi-million dollar sugar uh, skull rum deal. And I was like, well, if I could do that, then I could damn near dude, continue this yeah. path and I don't have to do music or like had nothing to do with music. Right. It was branding and it was oh. using his brand to secure a multi-million dollar deal. He told me what his parameters were. I was having all kinds of meetings. We was going all over the country. <laughs> right. He was like, no. He was like, matter of fact, don't ever set up a meeting like that again. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I, so okay, I learned, you know. So it was a I trial and quick. error, but also it was like, okay, you already know my background, so you trust me enough to continue to work for you and push this brand and continue to build my brand as well at the end of the so day. Then, at that point, he hired, I ended up being the director of marketing for this. Of course, I put the deal together. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was a instrumental <laughs> part. So right. I, had, I got, oh, it was fun. Fun times. And that was all after all hip hop. So it was right. like weird times. And then um, then going into my television, like, you know, the second all hip hop was done for me, I had connections all over the game. So people... I had, this is my other deal that didn't happen real quick. So I had, <laughs> next 48 hours, we thought it was big, and we was like, let's do it bigger. Instead of an artist, let's put a sports figure. So oh. I wrapped it around um, a sports figure. I won't say this person's name. Mm-hmm. It never happened. But mm-hmm. this sports figure um, was in the Olympics. Let's just think the biggest names in the Olympics mm-hmm. of 2020. <laughs> now, not 2020, 2016. 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you you just understand there's only a certain amount of events you care about that's in prime time, and my talent was in that. Okay. So And it was in a men's race, so it always got more attention. So uh-huh. <clears throat> what I'm saying is the deal, I had to deal with Vice. Mm-hmm. I'll tell everybody this. Yeah. It was called Countdown Road. So we mm-hmm. took the artist out and put a sports figure in there, and we called it Countdown Road. We're counting down the big event now mm, okay before okay. it was covering the big event now we're counting down to the olympics right right so yep. vice had offices in brazil it was in brazil so yeah. i was like we i had a deal i had a, i had a contract i had a deal for thirty thousand dollars i'll tell you that wow. so i had a deal for thirty thousand dollars for a pilot mm-hmm. and next thing you know the money came my ep was like this he was like listen Vice ain't a TV network. That's when Vice just launched. Right. Vice is an advertising company and a content company. That's how he called it. Mm. They're trying to be a TV network. That first year, they didn't figure it out. Right. So they, well, because they didn't pick up my stuff. Right. So they didn't figure, <laughs> they, they didn't figure it out. Right, so right. What happened was, <laughs> they um, Go90 was um, a Verizon campaign. Mm-hmm. I think they were just putting money in a different project. They gave me 30000 for my project. Mm-hmm. But, the money came, but this is the Olympics. Like, right. they don't wait. There's a rock-solid date, and when, you know, you're getting closer and closer to the Olympics, it's fruitless to do yep. a shoot when you're, you know, so, certain type of time out. Right. So this, all the time passed, the money came in, and then they was like, I was like, well, what are we going to do? You gave me a deal, you gave me money, like, what are we going to do? He's like, well, we can't do that show, so the money's ours. And uh, just do better. I was like, what? Do better. Like, it's only one Olympics every four years. What do you mean? So then, of course, my tragedies with TV continued until mm-hmm. Love and Hip Hop. Right. Which was so, in 2017. That's the same beginning. Time, of like, my, 2015, yeah. 2017. Yeah. So these, these people, 
relentlessly <laughs> called me. Right. They would blow me up. It was like, who you got for Love is Hip Hop New York? And I was like, well, you know, Master P's not doing it. And, you right, know, I was going out my client list. Right, right. And I was helping my clients out a little bit. Some of these people were doing okay. And they was like, wait, Steve, you get me on TV? So I was like, yeah, <laughs> motherfucker, I got the plug. Like, I'm... I'm the plug, but I right. wasn't the plug. I like I got the plug you though, but come through me. You the adapter and I might to the get plug. a referral fee. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they gave me a referral fee. Then I was like, listen, they called me one one day. And I was just like, listen, y'all asking for too much. Right. Man, my time is valuable. Like you guys pay me. Right. And I, and then they they said no. <laughs> but remember, remember I say those critical moments in time? Mm-hmm. So remember that time I worked for all five for free? Yep. I said, you know what? I want to get into TV stuff. I'll fly out to Atlanta on mm. my dime. I'll stay there for two weeks. Y'all is doing interviews. Sit me in the room. I'll put my laptop there and I'll take notes. And if you like me, whatever. You don't like me, I'll leave the first day. Right. Steve, come come, come in. Come to the... So I was in Peter Street. I was at the, the spot. If right. you know Peter Street, y'all, <laughs> if y'all know... You know, you in Atlanta, you know what Peter Street is. That's where they do it. Okay. So anyway... I was there in the building. I'm taking notes. And I'm doing this. And I'm all that. And I'm just like, and then they took me out to dinner or lunch at the end of it. And they was like, well, we squeezed you in for two weeks in New York. So come to New York. And, you know, I still lived in New York. So come back to New York. Mm-hmm. And we got a job for you. I was like, what? And two weeks turned like four or five weeks. It's like, because TV, even this project I'm on now, they extend it all the time. Of course. So it turned into over a month. And I was like, wait, I'm on TV now. I'm getting paid. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was a casting producer. And then, um, then they, um, then I learned the hard way that television is hard as fuck. Fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the way that Love & Hip Hop worked, they had different franchises and they worked from New York. Right, But okay. if I needed to be on the team, the team was already full. So the only other paid opportunity was if you lived in the city. Mm. So I said, fuck it. I moved to Atlanta. So that's how I came to Atlanta. Because okay. they couldn't pay me if I lived in New York. They couldn't pay all of us. So they said they could pay one person who lived in the market. Right. So I was an infield cast. At that time, I got promoted to casting producer. Wow. I was a cast at AP. So I got promoted to casting. I'm in the field. I'm, okay, Steve, uh, your responsibilities for today is go to the strip clubs and find us, you know, 100,000 followers with <laughs> oh, a big booty. Like, that was really, that's a real call I had. What? So I was like, okay. Yes. yes. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Next thing you know, when I come in the building, because, you know, they see me, so I I know people like right. on hip hop. I have mad connections, of course. So they knew what I was doing. So they be like loving hip hop in the building. So they so now they shouting me out, and I'm like interviewing in like strip clubs, like right. all the time. That was my job. Wow. But um, I eventually got um, Aquar B. Mm-hmm. I got um, Head on there. He was last, you know, there's people that can come and go. Mm-hmm. But Aquar and I got um, is it Tokyo Vanity? Was um. Tokyo Vanity, yep. yeah, that's my first one. Yeah, that's what got. That's when they gave me that little two week stretch, and it went to four weeks, mm-hmm. and I got Tokyo Vanity. They was wow. like, "Oh, okay, we like her, so <laughs> come back." You know, this is how you can get your job again if you <laughs> do it the right way. You got to be in Atlanta. I said, "No problem," right? Because I wasn't with all hip hop. My company was doing okay, mm-hmm. but I wanted to always be in TV, so I was like, "Let me figure it out." And now I'm on the biggest. Like at the time, I mm-hmm. was and. I, 
I I was I be like you know like I don't be thinking because I be like I'm blessed. So I was on the number one hip hop website. Right. I'm on the like they're like we're the number one show on cable. We're getting more traffic than WWE. You know what I'm saying? They was getting more more than Raw. You gotta remember that was Jocelyn, that was Cardi yep. B. Yep, I was working there when they was there, but they were leaving. So, so my meeting that that day was we need to replace Jocelyn, and I'm like, this my third week here. Like, what, Jocelyn? Oh, guess what? Cardi B's not coming back either, so we need to. But I'm not on Love and Hip Hop New York, right. so why are you telling me? Right, <laughs> right. You're paying me for Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Right. So, but I knew all of. Of course, I worked like all the franchises in the New York office, so I knew everything. Right. So it was like I knew what was going on. Of course, obviously, because I worked there. Right. So my response was Tokyo Vanity. My yes. response was Akbar V. Yes. So I, that's what I did. So oh, and then man. and and that I did it until I couldn't do it. That was <laughs> up until around like 2019 or so. 2000 recently, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so 2019, that's when it. Now, that, what, that did started. you still have tantrum? Did you did you still have that? Yeah. Or do you still have so that at to that this time? Day? That was that that was the interesting time. So in 2019, mm-hmm. it was like they, I worked at Love and Hip Hop New York again. <laughs> they wanted me in New York. They uh-huh. flew me to New York. And I lived in Atlanta, so it sucked because I was like, I don't live here, so you got to pay more now. I was. Like I was on, I was on one, right? And then, and and it was a strain, you know, like going back to New York when you got a car, a, a condo, yep. you got a pool, you got all this stuff Everything. in Atlanta, and now you in your aunt's, you know, basement, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like a Kardashian somewhere. It's like what the fuck? Got to take the L train and the bus and all this. That shit. humbled like, you even more after that, right? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I like TV this much, so and you know, I ain't gonna say too much, Scott. You know, bless me with the opportunity. Of I, and, you know, Mona, you know, we used to have most meetings with Mona Scott and David. And one meeting, we didn't have, like, a great call. Mm. And I'm sitting here like, wait, y'all is yelling and angry at me for whatever I did, you know? Right, right. And I was like, I don't even live in New York no more. <laughs> I'm, like, working on your show. And now y'all mad at me right. for busting my ass? I'm like, ah, I don't ever want to work for like I was like at that time my mentality changed quick I was like I want to I'm on the phones with Mona Scott every day right. so I'm, or every other day or whenever our meetings were I'm like nah man I want to compete against you now uh, like now I'm like uh oh there you go oh, I'm sorry oh you're fine I think my battery's done <laughs> you right. said you're competing get, against them now mm-hmm they against me now. I'm telling you too much. Look, I know it. This so, is just how it is. This is exactly how it would be. But it's all good. And so you're competing. You said you're competing with them now. I just had a different mind state at right, that time. Right. And so at that time in my life, it was 2019. I was going into um the end of that year, and 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 I just I was like I couldn't figure. So this is what happened. This is what happens to me every time. This is this is like the real story. Mm-hmm. So every time I started going into television, I worked there three years, mm-hmm. and it was like a three, four month, sometimes three month project. It was it's a full time. It's not it's full time job, but you you know it's project work. It's over at a certain time. Yeah. So you got to dedicate 
10, 12 hours a day to that. And then how can I run my tantrum consulting when I'm doing that full time? So I just noticed that my whole mind state changed from how can I compete with these people by myself? And I knew I couldn't. Mm. So then that's when everything changed for me. So then my partner linked me up with Antonio Brown. He's like, let's run Antonio Brown. I was like, football player? You know what I'm saying? Right. That guy? Like, wait, wait. You know, we run his music. I was like, the football player? <laughs> so then we ran this dude up and down the East Coast. Mm. Atlanta, Miami, New York. We put him on TMZ, Kevin Hart, Page Six, everywhere, man. It, it, it was a blessing. And, mm. and, and at that time, it came at the right, right time. And I was just like, listen, because I work with Matt Mills. That's my partner. Mm-hmm. But I worked with him in the past. And I was like, look, I can't figure this TV and music thing out together. Right. I can't do it alone. But you always back me up on the music stuff. And I can focus on the TV and film. Right. So I said, let's start an agency. Mm-hmm. And we, we was on 10 with this. was like, we maximize our strengths. I can still do music. You can be on film. We can do all this stuff. But we'll focus on our department. Right. And then we put the two feet in reproach. And then we said, we're not going to name this agency after Rays or Mills. It would be right. something different. Right. Like something like Rock Nation. Something that's standing at the test of time. So it's AGA. You figure out what it is. But we know what it is. Right. And then it's like, now AGA is here. And now it's like AB, Antonio Brown. Then it's Master P and Romeo when mm. they broke up on on the uh, television show, yeah. Growing Up Hip Hop, yeah. they broke up on The Breakfast Club when we put them there. Mm. So that was a big episode for everyone. Wow. Um, then we had R-Truth from WWE, a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Then we had like Empire come to us and get, this was all pre pandemic It was a pandemic, but it right. was somewhere in China at that time. We was like, that shit's going to blow over. Let's go sit, man. He's on roll. Wrestling with a bleacher report with a wrestler. Like we music dudes. You know <laughs> right, what I'm saying? Like, right. I so it's like we on a whirlwind. So it's like now we catch Empire. Empire's yeah. not even it's like and this is the full circle with P and I love him, I bless him. Because when P was had other artists on No Limit, I would run them around. So when I told you I was running New York, it yeah. grew outside of Master P, it grew to No Limit. Mm-hmm. So I would run his label around too. Okay. So we went to XSL, we went to Gold Course, we go all over New York. So I was that dude for the, the whole, everyone knows <laughs> to this game. You know, shout out to Donna, because mm-hmm. she's his publicist. But, you know, of course you want to get at P, people call at me. Yeah. And they know that. So it's like, one of the artists that, you know, left the label and he got signed to Empire, he got 800,000 followers now, Tech. Wow. He was like, I like you. I want you <laughs> on my right. project. Right. I was like, well, me comes with an agency. And remember, mm-hmm. I had this. Mm-hmm. It comes mm-hmm. with a bag. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he wanted something 10 days out. Dang and it. I said, oh, wait. That's too bad. <laughs> that's what we oh, say. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to tell you lightly. I'm going to tell you lightly. We pulled five figures off the Empire pre pandemic. So then it was, they, they gave us the first half more than that. And then we were in New York. So March, 
10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th, we were there. Mm-hmm. So think about what happened that time. Mm. South by Southwest got canceled. Yep. Times Square got shut down while we were there. Yep. They're calling me like, Times Square shutting down? Like, no, you're delirious. <laughs> Y'all is from New Orleans. Y'all don't know what the hell you're talking about. This is New York. You right, know what I mean? Right. They're not shutting Times Square down. Of course. Uh, check the Instagram. You know what I mean? Right. The Instagram. It's shut down. So I'm looking at this. The, I'm like, yo, New York shut down. <laughs> the buildings that we had to take our artists to was shut down. Right, right. The BET, XXL, they shut down. So it was like, you know what? We getting out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thing smoking. Yeah. So we left Friday the 13th, March Friday the 13th. Wow. I remember that. Well, tech, unfortunately, caught COVID. Mm. And me and Mac Mills didn't. And we just grew our company from there. Mm-hmm. And then we, we then we started hiring employees. We didn't have no one. We had like worse God and a second person. And we have today, up until this day, 14 employees as of this week. Wow. Yeah. Shout and, out um, to y'all. Thank you. And, um, and then at that time, it allowed me to focus on television and the film. Tele- yep. And, okay. And, and then my project, which we actually yep. got success in. Yep. Is um <laughs> one of our partners came to me and Mac and Mac had a connection at Revolt mm-hmm. and then I was like, Well, this is what I do. So we used our agency to put our pitch deck together. Mm-hmm. Mac said the call up we did sold pitch it to Revolt and sold it and <gasps> successfully sold it. So um at at that point they were like, Here's a bunch of here's a bag <laughs> Okay. Here's a bag. Uh handle your business and Facts. show me if you you can do what we are paying you to do. And um, originally it was a social justice. We yeah. were covering the mothers of the movement. So yes. it was like Oscar Grant's mother, um, um, Sabrina. Uh, it was uh, Sabrina who was um, Trayvon Martin's yes. mother. Yes, It was a bunch of the mothers that were there. So we were interviewing them and then Wale had, was, was supposed to be a part of it and something happened. He had a right. conflict. Mm-hmm. So then Revolt was like, well, you need a celebrity on this or we want that back back. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got serious. <laughs> so we got a hand, heads together and we brought in T.I. Mm. So T.I. King of the South, it was like, and he was very much pro-voting, anti-establishment you know, you know, establishment and all of that. Right. You know, so it was very, not anti-establishment, but anti-race, you know what I'm saying? So pro, pro-justice pro and right, all right, of that. Right, 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 right. So it was like um, a home grand slam home run. You know what I'm saying? Of course, mm-hmm. you know, I'm talking to Tiff. He remembers me from all hip-hop. So I'm right. like, man, we got to shoot some more movies together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. So, um, so that's how we uh, got some pain to power. And I, I can't, couldn't have done it without my agency, without Mac, without... Right focusing two feet in on that game and it allowed me to like the love and hip hop taught me and allowed me I can't do it alone I can't do music in that and then now I'm actually attached I don't even think no but I I, I got it Uh, well from that we got multiple deals with award winning producers like Mm. we're partners we're partnered with producers that have Emmys that are Emmy nominated that you know that now look at and get our content from AJ Agency and take my phone calls every day. Wow. And it's like, oh, and we now shop our shows to Lifetime, Netflix, HBO, wow. all of that stuff. So I can't tell you obviously about the shows that don't come out, but the one 
from Pain to Power obviously came out. I mean, it's won awards. Mm -hmm. It's an award-winning documentary. It's a panel that Mac is doing this weekend. We're going to DC Black Film Festival. Yep, I just I just saw that post. I was like, "What?" You saw that? Yeah, From I where? saw the post. Um, what was it? I think Back it was on. <laughs> um, it was on. Was it on Instagram or Twitter? I don't know, but I have like four, four or five tabs open right now, and I have it written down: DC Black Film Festival. Um, and then you also did Juneteenth, the first interview interview oh. you had for Fox Soul. So I did a lot of research on you. So <laughs> well, well, from Pain to Power was yeah. such a, a powerful documentary because yeah. it just didn't cover the mothers of the movement. We, I brought in Miss Opal Lee. Yes. Juneteenth was also what we thought was important because the holiday had to recognize the root of the racism. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. So that's pretty much where Juneteenth came in, and we brought Miss Opal in, and then when we won our first award, mm -hmm. I posted it online, and they saw it, and they were like, wait, y'all are doing great over here. Like, wow. I'll, we want you to be a part of Juneteenth. Mm, okay. So they, I was like, okay, I'll fly out, and I'll do, like, I'll come out and chill out with y'all. They're like, no. We're we want you in, like, we want you on Fox Soul, like, you know, like, it's going to be televising. You're going to talk about Miss Opal in your documentary. Then when I got there, it was a script. And I was on page 13. And I was like, oh, this is real. <laughs> so I was like, oh. What? So they really, they really put me up. Like, they really, you know, took care of me. Right. But they was very appreciative. They saw the movement. And I love Miss Opal Lee. So I was like, whatever she needs, I'll come out. Yeah. And it was just a great experience because, Juneteenth became a holiday while we were planning us to all be out there. Mm. And that, like, shout out to Daria. Daria is literally Miss Opalee's right-hand woman. And she calls me as like, um, so, so, small fact, I got a good plug at Breakfast Club. So I was like, Miss Opalee, I was like, I'm going to put y'all in the Breakfast Club. So, so I said, I'm going to do it for free. Like, I said, like, whatever I could do to help the movement, right. I said, I'm going to do it. So I booked her on the breakfast club. So she calls me and like, well, we can't do the breakfast club. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? It's like, we got to go to the White House and see <laughs> President Biden. I was like, what? She's like, it's about to be a law. I was like, what? So it was like such what? a great feeling. And it was like, uh, breakfast club. So I'm on the phone with the producer. It's like, yo. They, she not she not gonna make it, and I was like, wait, what? Wait, like what? Nobody can't prep, right? Prep exactly, like, exactly, not like that. But it was like we were fizzing, fizzing around with times all week, and then I said, listen, homeboy, they got to do. They really they weren't gonna be in DC. They were gonna be in DC the day before, so Breakfast Club moved the date. Oh, okay, so we had it booked already, and then Breakfast Club said it would have more impact when it becomes a law. Yeah, and then. Because when, when, when they called me, we had it one day, and they was like, well, let's, we'll wait till it becomes a law, and we'll give it momentum into wow. the weekend. So they were, so shout out to Breakfast Club for actually planning to get more coverage yes. on it. But what happened was she was getting booked on The View. That's what happened. She got booked on The View with Obama. So she was like, she's going to be on with Obama on The View, so we have to bump Breakfast Club. So I was like, damn it. <laughs> I was like, only for Obama. Right. Do it. Right. Big facts. So, Big facts. That's the only way I'm canceling anything. Yeah. Is for Obama. <laughs> but, 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 you know, after like that, I flew out that same 
we we came out there. It was a beautiful event, and yeah. I was just happy that it became a law. Happy she was a part of my documentary, so yes. it was a beautiful thing. I'm yes. just grateful for her even to accomplish her goal. Right. Through you, because it looks like... Well, she turned it through a lot of people, but yeah, I helped yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're so humble, and I like it. <laughs> I work hard. And my, I didn't tell you, but now I'm working yes. at Divorce Court, so I'm like... Yes, I saw that as well. I told you I got... I, I, listen, oh, that was my that. next thing. That was my next I thing. I ain't even let you answer class questions. <laughs> I'm just talking. It's no, all I'm good, talking. but yeah. How did you even get I'm into that? It all together. How did you even get into that side of of the thing? So, so to me, after I did from Pain to Power, I yeah. was like so. What happened with that deal? We that's my documentary, so I put it together, you know, from beginning. And I'm right. the director and the producer. Again, I directed it, which I, you know, what I'm saying it's a lot of work, but um, it was a documentary. It right. was a special. It right. was like. 30 minutes it was like a moment in time and it was like it's here and it's you know it's gonna last but it was 2020 election you right. know it's focused right. on that so what i wanted even though i achieved my goal which was to get a tv show on what well, a show on tv that was my personal goal exactly i um one of my partners remember i said i had some pretty big partners yes yes one yes. of them got like big awards okay she was okay. like <laughs> She was like, the worst court is hiring. What? And I, she, she, so she was like, just fill it out. Like, news though. So in TV, you don't fill out applications. She's like, get your resume tight. And she gave me a dope referral. Right. So next thing you know, like, you know, she's Emmy nominated producer. So right. she's giving me a, like, a buzz. So I, at that time, I had COVID. Mm. So I had a 103 degree fever and I was doing a co- <sighs> an interview with divorce court and within 48 hours <laughs> they um they called me back and hired me wow. so i was like really i got this shit so so i was like now i can work for fox so i was like should i take it and i was like because immediately i said i'm gonna be tired that's the first thing i said right, right. i'm here building my agency and i got deals on the table mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. then then the person that got deals with was the person that referred it to me. So she was like, yeah, that's the way. It's a bag over here. It's one of these what? over here. So, and it's like, you can do it. And it's like, you know, to work for Fox TV, like right. that's, I watched the census growing up. Like I, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. right. I watched, You have history with with Fox. <laughs> I'm sorry, you got. Yeah, you got it. Nah, I, I watched Fox growing up, so it was it'd be an honor. Like I, you mentioned, divorce court. Your mama knows divorce right. court. Yes. My mama knows yes. divorce court. Like the brand <laughs> divorce court. So, like a lot of people was like, "Why you do love and hip hop?" And then some people was like, "Why you do divorce court?" And I'm like, "Don't ever answer why. Why Just do it? Yeah. Can I do it? Yeah. Like I'm like." I'm in my last week of four months of straight master's mm. degree is what I'm calling it. Mm-hmm. Love and hip hop was my bachelor's. Divorce working mm. for Fox is my master's now. Mm. And I can produce a daytime television show. You can't tell me nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I, a fun fact, out of the nine producers that started, mm-hmm. there's only four left. The other oh. five quit. So I'm like literally talking to my EP today and She's like, I'm so glad you made it and this and that. I was like, yeah, it was pretty rough. You know what I mean? But 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't want to say it's real, but it's one of the hardest things I had to do. But it wasn't hard. Right. Because I'm an executive producer of a documentary, so mm. I had to take care of all aspects of my doctor. But taking aspects of boxing, COVID tests, this, yes. that, like, you had to do stuff that you don't even think you have to do because of compliance of where we're at. Correct. But then on top of it, you still got to produce. Yeah. And you can, and then you got quotas, like shit I ain't know. Like, <laughs> hey, I have to do how many shows a, 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 a what? A week? I got to do how many? So, so, so like, it pretty wait. much is another transition in your life of just more experiences to, to, to push forward and to also put into your agency. Because yeah. they go hand in hand. So, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Like it's like they're asking me now because you know when you're loving hip hop, you're in a world where you can be in reality yep. TV. Yep. And I don't really want to be in reality <laughs> TV. So then when I'm in divorce court, I'm in the world of court TV. Mm. So they're like, "Are you going to go to like fraternity court or this or that?" I'm like, "Hell no!" Like <laughs> I don't want to be in this world. And I'm like, right. "No, I'm not even coming back to the." I mean, we'll see if I even right, come right, back right, to the right. court if I get offered. You know, <laughs> the grace of God, they might offer it, but let me think on it. I'm like, I'm like right now, I'm about to produce my own commercial for a mm. client of mine for AJ Agency. So it gives me more pride in doing a 60-second commercial online yes. than producing some Fox's show. Have you on. realized that your time frame for production has changed throughout your life? Have you realized you went from like nine se- nine minutes to, to to 15 minutes to now over 30 minutes over? Like, have you realized that? I have to realize it because if you're going to be uh, uh, in the Producers Guild of America, you need a certain amount of hours to even be accredited producer. Really? So you have to have a certain amount of hours. Yes. So I need TV hours. That's part of the game. Wow. To See, be a I PGA. Never known that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with that PGA at the end, if you look at the Marvel movies and all the producers mm-hmm. that PGA, Producers Guild in America, in order to get in there, you need TV hours. You need film hours. So I need hours. To get right. Literally, like I said, the master's degree. So you right. need hours for your thesis and all of that. Right. You need hours to, to really go up the chain. Wow. Now, I don't need to be in the Producers Guild of America. I can still be a producer. Of course. But if you're in the Producers Guild of America, you. Listen, <laughs> you know, listen, you remember that it. bag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then back the truck up. <laughs> right, right, right. So if I, so obviously that path is open to of me. Course. But I still, I still take more pride. Like I rather produce my EP, my own project. Yeah. On Netflix, on a daily, you know, or yeah. monthly or weekly basis, because I've worked it up from scratch or found an idea from some dope producer or writer or director. Mm-hmm. And I partner with the right people because I'm really EP. I don't, like, I produce for divorce court and I kind of don't like it. So mm-hmm. it's hard work. Mm-hmm. I'd rather put, remember I said I want the cigar in my yeah. mouth and Yeah, you want to be on the and, yacht. I was thinking yeah. yacht. I was thinking yeah. yacht. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're thinking right. It's definitely an island. Yes. So yachts are included. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's part of the lifestyle that's coming. <laughs> Here. Nah, I mean, you know, honestly, I, I learned so much. That was of the course. whole point. The whole point was to go to Fox and Divorce Sports to learn. Yes. So, you know, I can now teach other people what I learned because other people learn from me every day. Right. Like, my, like I have five people in my content team, mm. and they're the ones shooting the commercial. 
So before it would have been me. Right. But now I'm like, I'll EP it. You direct it. Right. You produce it. You get the location. You get this. Right. And I'll just turn, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't have to have a cigar in my mouth, but I'm still doing, <laughs> right. you know, what I said I was doing. I'm still doing what I always wanted. I want to EP. You're I want delegating jobs instead of actually going to have to do it. But if you had to do it, you would. I am. I still got two more shows to film and I'm you done divorce court. So, yeah, tomorrow and Saturday. I work every day of the damn week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's amazing. That is definitely amazing. So, where are you now with your um with this thing called entertainment? Like where are you right now to this day? This is, has been my last two weeks real talk. I'm producing three shows this week. Mm -hmm. My agency brought on three new clients this week. Mm. And there's another three I forgot. Oh, and we hired three employees in the same week and one and all in the last seven days. Mm. I was so, about to say, you about to say I'm 48 saying, hours. You about to. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we didn't get there yet, but we're going to get there soon. So. Within that time frame, I just thought about that today. Like, that's the full circle. We got 14 employees at AGA. Mm -hmm. They all have roles. We got graphic designers. We got, we're, I'm just, I'm in the process of project managing a website build mm -hmm. that we have to launch on. So as I'm producing TV shows, mm -hmm. I've been designing a website on the side. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we're launching the site on next week. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been project managing for three months. You know, mm -hmm. I've, I've or our employees work for us. I got a designer. We talk every day. Where are you at here? Where are you at there? We got right. meals here. We got this. So mm -hmm. I'm doing that at every chance I could get in between divorce court duties and, you know, whatever else. But that's what I signed up for. Right. And right. now that's where I am. I, I, like I said, you, you work at it. Like when you call it a master's degree, I look you the television shows and it's like you know as an education process and you know, i make money too but you know it took a lot of time away from what i'm doing mm -hmm. but it gave me a, a a level of knowledge that mm. no one can teach you you can't like not, not even the people that we started with is still there like i only got two more days and they you know a producer was like you ain't quit yet and i was like <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment right. that you said that. Right. Everyone else damn near did. <laughs> so I'm still here. And you know what I mean? I'm the only dude, like, you know, producers very women-dominated. So it's like, I'm one of the only, like, dudes there. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, different. It's really, you know, it's a, like, loving hip-hop, naturally, everyone was a woman. So I, I'm surrounded by powerful women. Right. So, you know, and it, I have to, like, you know, it, it, I've, Shout out to Evo. She's my producer. She taught me the game. Like, mm -hmm. she taught me divorce court. And she put me on such a high standard that it was like, if I, she's like, you ain't gonna make me look bad. You make <laughs> your shit right. And I'm like, well, if this is your standard and you're Emmy nominated producer, like, you gotta keep in mind, I work at a, a company that we got M nominated for an Emmy this year. So, <sighs> it wasn't. <laughs> so it wasn't none of my shows, mm -hmm. but next year, if we get nominated, then I'll be going when to you our get nominated. Party. Don't say if, when, when you, you get, get nominated. nominated. So then, hey, let me get that Emmy, you know, award winning uh, tag on my my, right. my, my, uh, my resume next year. I'll take right. it. That bag, but, um, man, that bag gonna be different. 
<laughs> and the price is going up. up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, then, so now you see the plan. It was right. like, you can't, now my prices can't go down. Right. You know what I mean? Big I, I know too much now. Yeah. So, and I could, and that's why I'm like, if I got to shoot a commercial, fly me out. I'm there. That's yeah. nothing now. Yeah. So I, I could shoot a movie now. Let's just give me, give me a chance at Marvel, like right. whatever. Right. But the goal, the goal is to grow the company, you know. And um, I, I ain't talk too much about it, but you know, we got. I told you, Master P, he gravitated yeah. towards you on AGA now, yep. but Max and I have I've got a roster that in thirteen months is Master P, Irv Gotti, Young Buck, Drummer Boy, Lady mm. Love, Bad Bunny. I got three that I can't even tell you about Uh-oh. this week. Actually, I'm going to break one. Uh-oh. Exclusive know, access. To give you an exclusive. So we got an app. So our company, my agency, this is amazing. And this is what, buddy, while in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But they, my agency, we're brand marketing, brand, you know, branding agency. So mm-hmm. um, a company in, um, in Canada, technology company, mm-hmm. they build apps. Mm-hmm. And what they're, criteria is is like we want to break into the urban market but we we're white guys in Canada. Right. We can't do it. We need you. Right. So they hired our company. Actually we didn't they didn't hire us. They we partnered. So mm. we co own what we bring in. Mm-hmm. So and that with that being said, um we are breaking them into the urban market. And you know, we brought drummer boy in mm-hmm. and uh, as of I think let's just say in the next Five weeks, you'll be able to type in Dime Piece and she'll have her own app too. Oh, Dime Piece is man. definitely a part of the team. And uh, we we are in the business of bringing artists their own label, their own app, so then they can brand themselves. Exclusive so they're access. Gonna just, <laughs> there you go. So that's what the app gives them. It gives in control of their own brand and they get mm. people get it for free but if you want that exclusive then you just pay the two ninety nine, and it ain't a lot it's, it's not, not you know it's not and then you're gonna get like right now we're putting together it's so ingenious because right now we're putting together an auction for drummer boy so if you want to get a beat for drummer boy he's ten thousand but the auction starts at two thousand so what? if you want to get a Drummer Boy beat, you have to sign up with his app. Mm-hmm. So everybody download the Drummer Boy app right now. Go and get your your VIP privileges. Mm-hmm. And then on Friday, we're launching a commercial so you can hear the snippet of the app, of the of the um sorry, the beat. beat that he's going to sell. Mm-hmm. So now, starting at two grand, you just get your Drummer Boy beat on his app. We're not wow. selling it anywhere but the app. So now you're going to get not only exclusive content, but better deals, this, that, the other. Like, right. Drum is an amazing partner, man, producer, and businessman because he sees technology as the future. Right. And instead of Instagram, which probably can control, that probably, definitely, <laughs> look at Boosty. Right. Shut you down at a hot second. Right. So it's like, I can get my own app and I can charge people and I can make money and Instagram's not doing that. But it's just a networking tool. Mm-hmm. So I use my Instagram to bring my followers to my app. Mm. And it's, it's just a numbers game. Yeah. You have a, That's why you have to have over a million followers because once you have a million, the numbers, you, you know, 
get that bag. That's amazing. So, Shout out to y'all. Y'all really, you, not y'all, you have really been a staple in this thing called entertainment. And I just want to give you your flowers right now because you definitely you. deserve it. And I want you to keep pushing. I'm sure you will. I'm listen. I I got to keep telling you that. I mean, <laughs> you gonna be you in these streets for real? Like, if y'all don't see him in these streets, y'all gonna be like, man, where he at? But now nah, he he's definitely you're definitely a staple um in this game. And um now I definitely need to get to the top five. If there's anything else that you definitely have to say to um to I guess. Uh, you can go ahead and say it now. But if not, we're going to move to top five, which is five questions, five answers to the best of your ability. And um, okay. it's catered to my guests. So let's get this. Top five, the next 48 uh, hours episodes. What's your top five? So I had to start with like, uh, I have to get Master P in there. It was amazing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to work with P. I think, one of the ones that opened my eyes up the most, it was so, I, I had to put like Nelly in there. Nelly mm. took me places I'd never been. I went, so because of Nelly, I went to the breakfast. I went to, um, yeah, I went to the breakfast club. So because of Nelly, I went to the breakfast club and then I built my connect. So I'm like, hey, I also work for Master P on the side. So <laughs> right. that's how I got P on breakfast, on, on, I mean, on, on ESPN, because I took Nelly to ESPN. Okay. So our 40-hour time frame with him took him to ESPN's campus in Connecticut. Wow. So we're in Connecticut filming this dude, and I'm grabbing contact. You got me here? <laughs> so Nelly, I say... um. It's hard because my top three are crazy. So I'm a, I'm, it changed. Okay. I'll start, I'll start, I'll start with Raekwon. Okay. So Raekwon was, of course, it led to so many big things. And, you know, it was such an amazing time. Mm-hmm. I'll go with Wale, number two, because Wale, it was his first album. Wale was, I was editor of the Breeding Round, which is basically you got to be an unsigned artist to be on the Breeding Round. Mm-hmm. And then you can't, you know, you can't be signed. So he was a part of the, me and, when Wale did Nike, the Nike Boots remix or something with Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. I, he that was like his first big hit. I was like, dude, I'm going to put you on a breeding round. <laughs> so then we started talking mm-hmm. about getting him on all hip-hop, and then then you got to see someone that you watch cultivate as a young you know, kid, like at DTLR. He was like, Steve, I was texting you at DTLR in my sneaker shop <laughs> when you were putting me on all hip-hop, and, you know, so he, he would tell me these things, and then he was like, he got signed at Maybach. So I'm tracking his career. Right, right. So then when he got signed, the next 48 hours is popping. So I said, we got to get gotcha. Wale. So Wale, because he shows so much emotion, he, he puts his emotion on his sleeve, and mm-hmm. they undershift him. We were at Jimmy Fallon, mm-hmm. and he was an hour late. And he said, Steve, turn the camera on. When he came here, he was mad as hell. And then he... He said, yo, they undershit me. They only put 50 albums in D.C. when I should have had 500,000, like, for a front. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they uh, undershit. This is the CD day, so they undershipped mm-hmm. them. So he said, I literally threw the remote at the TV, broke it, busted up the hotel, oh, and was mad shit. for an hour. So now he's showing up furious, to, and he's like, let's do Jimmy Fallon now. Right, so right, that's right, literally, right. And then you got to stand next 48 hours, 
I demanded access everywhere. So if you're going to Jimmy Fallon, so am I. Right. <laughs> and then Jimmy Fallon would come into the green room and we're filming Jimmy Fallon. And then we're like, hey, I hope you're not going to sue me because we're going to put you on all right. hip hop. <laughs> right, exactly. We, we ain't getting no release for him, right? <laughs> <laughs> but they look at me and they're like, oh, he's with Wale's camp. They don't know I'm with all hip hop right. journalists. Right. So, you know, so every, like I said, Nelly, oh, you're going to ESPN? So am I. <laughs> Make room. Push yourself over in the, right. in the limo. I'm coming through. Right. But um, you know, and it was it, it, it you know so that that Wale was the emotional sleep. But I I told you Nas and Damian Marley did an album on on uh, Republic mm-hmm. called Distant Relatives. And if you can get three days with Nasir Jones, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it was just crazy. I followed him from New York to L. A. And it was like I looked at Nas. And he was like an MTV. And he looked, he's looked so fucking tired. And mm. I was, and I said, turn the camera on. And then he walked through the door because at MTV, you couldn't film anything until they turned all their cameras off. And then the live light went off right. in the studio. Right. So when the live light went off, turn the cameras <laughs> on. So Nas walked through the door. And I said, yo, are you tired of hip hop? And he's like, yeah, I'm tired of hip hop. But I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm tired of hip hop. <laughs> then he said, then he looked at me. Then he said, uh, yeah, but then I, Get up in the morning and right, put right, my right, right. feet in my pants, <laughs> one leg at a time, and I pack it. But at, on hip hop, I said, "Nah, I'm just tired of rap." All right. <laughs> and so that little, so the clip went viral. It right. was crazy. Right. So now, you know, it just it, it was just an honor to work with Nas, Damian Marley, uh, Jam Rock. His voice is beautiful, mm-hmm. and um. Like Nas just sunned me. He sunned me. He 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 disrespect. You know, not disrespecting me. Like he's Nas. Right. Like I'm in. I'm wearing Blockbuster. This is like 2010. So we're in Blockbuster. So it's like he's looking for CDs. So I'm in this motherfucker's face for three days. So I was like, "What's your favorite movie?" Right. They so just fucking looks at me and just walks away. He's like, if you ask me another question, I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. So so I'm like, so I look at my 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 partner. And I was like, uh, I think he's a little bad. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. But it's Nas. And then the last day he was with Nas in L.A. was a MySpace party. And he performed. He did a concert. And he covered it. Mm-hmm. And then he was in the mic. He's, you know, he like Hennessy. So he's like, yo, it's nice. And he's like, yo, we're going to England. And y'all motherfuckers need to follow us on tour. Oh. And I was like, what? I said, get that clip and send it to Ep- uh, send it to the public. <laughs> I said, yo, can y'all fly to England? <laughs> so I said, Nas, what's this there? I was like, hey, yes. <laughs> they was like, no. no. But come on, it was Nas. That's how I top five. Nas, 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 Okay. Um, top five positions you've had. Um, top five positions, I say, um, uh, let's start with, um, I can name four right now. I have so many positions that all hip hop, but I'll just name one. Mm-hmm. But I say, uh, I can't get a fifth one, but, <laughs> um, let me, all right, so I got it. I got it. All right. So talent booker for complex, mm-hmm. um, Casting producer for Love and Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. Producer. It's hard to be a, a job that didn't come out, but producer of, <laughs> of uh, 
of, uh, you know, Purple Tape Files. For right. Sure. That was dope. Right. And I mean, you know, CEO, CEO of ADA, that's a two-time job right there. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Everything. Okay. okay. That's my favorite. <laughs> Top five all hip-hop articles. So I'll have to do more like interviews or videos because I only yeah. did, I never wrote at all hip hop. I only did like audio. So okay. top five, um, when Master P gave us the clip for Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. that went, that did 250,000. That was crazy. Damn. So I was in, I was in his studio when I got that clip. So that was one, that was one of them. I um I did um I did um I did it I say I say um it was a crazy time but I did Paul Wall and Slim Thug together. It was crazy. I don't know why they were together, but for some reason doing them together was more impactful to me because I used to live in Houston too. Okay. Okay. So. So when they came to New York, I don't know why they, they sound like they did album together none today. So they was just together. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they. They weren't promoting. It was. It was just Houston OGs in New York. Okay. Okay. So I interviewed them both together, and it was just a because they knew me because not only for more hip hop, but Slim Thug was at my birthday party. You know what I mean? So Slim came and showed up for my birthday party. And I was like, you know, it was just crazy. Like, these is the homies from Houston, and we're in New York. So feeling that vibe was great. Right. Um, Houston event number, again, was covering Trader True Trey Day. He had his Shout first Trey Day when he was banned mm-hmm. from radio. And all hip-hop was the only one that supported him. Mm. So he was like, I, I love y'all to death. Because I was in Houston and I covered it for him. Mm-hmm. They weren't playing his music on the radio, mm-hmm. and and but the mayor gave him a, a day. <laughs> so that's crazy. So, um, um, that one. I I would say uh-huh. the top two were all. Uh, you breaking up a little bit. My interview with Miss Dead, Dead My Zay. Okay, okay. Miss Dead. I, I did her big on hip hop. They ran it on World Star. <laughs> <laughs> and um Oh, I was I said I interviewed him. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I can hear you. I heard Miss Deb. Oh, okay, cool. Oh yeah, so behind Miss Deb was French Montana. And at the time she had just broke up with Gucci, um uh Nikki and she was cussing everyone out. She cussed everyone. At that time, we didn't have phones. We had the flip camera, like right. that, that camera that was like that. Right. So we had it. I had it in her face till it died. <laughs> she cussed out Julia Beverly. She cussed out everyone. She never had a, a, a formal interview. Okay. So she was hooded. She's hood. She's queen hood. Of course, of course. And, and, and then Frenchie, Frenchie was right behind with French Montana. So mm-hmm. She stopped at him in the background. So I did my first interview. It went so big that World Star ran it. They wow. never ran all his interviews, but they was running our in my interview. So that was like so. Deb called me the next day, pissed like, "Yo, why you do that? Why?" Like, <laughs> hey, I had a camera in your your face and you ran your mouth. That's how the game is, right? I said if you want to do another interview and clean it up, we could do another one. And 
eventually me and Matt did an interview like five years later. Mm-hmm. But she, she you know, she, she blew up from that. Like right. she was gangster. And my number one, like I said, they're more, these are all videos, but right. we, 50 Cent called me and Chuck in and we had a meeting with 50 Cent. And he's like, we're going to piss in the scope off and I'm giving you an exclusive on hip hop. Like it was a meeting. He was like, I want to meet y'all. He's like, we covered 50 Cent from day one. So by the time we had meetings with 50 Cent, he was like, are y'all the only two at all hip hop? <laughs> and we were like, no. He's like, we're the only two you're going right, to see. Right. <laughs> I was like, what's your number? Make sure I still right, got your number. Right. Sure your manager, Renee. Where's Renee? Make sure your number works. Because you ain't going to deal with no one else. Facts. So he said, I fuck with y'all. So he said, I'm going to give you an exclusive video because it was my department. It was mm-hmm. a video. Right. Okay. So okay. I had to promote it. This, and he said, Interscope going to be pissed. And they're going to tell you to shut it down. He's like, fuck them. Oh. So we're like, okay, that was our meeting. <laughs> See you later, guys. Piss off Interscope and then tell them suck a dick. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And so we was like, so then we blasted off. And within 10 minutes, Interscope's lawyers were like, cease and desist, put it down. You don't put it down now, we're going to sue you. Then we we was like, I 50 cents, we love. <laughs> right. But, but Interscope takes the bill. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, I just, we did it for an hour. Right. And I was like, well, we had to take it down. Judge my guy. He was like, why did you do that, man? Fuck it. You know how 50 Right, is. right. And he was like, you should have never, I don't know if he, he didn't not respect us because he, he knew it was business. Of course, of course. Because I seen him after it, and he gave me mad pounds. Even to this day, I give him pounds on him. He'll remember. And he he, he remembers what, because those guys used us as media. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Of course. And it was easy for 50 cents to use us. Of course. He was the biggest rapper on the planet. So when you, when you, when I talk about tales, it, you know, I could go down the list, man. I, I mean, you know, me. Me and Grouchy Gray on the low solved uh, the, the at one time you know Bow Wow and, and um and um Bow Wow and uh, Romeo was beeping right yeah so yep Jermaine so remember I said we had accounts so mm-hmm. I had the Master P account mm-hmm. and Jermaine Dupree was Grouchy Gray's account oh so Grouchy calls me one day he's like yo I got I got uh, Jermaine Dupree on the line get Master P we gonna squash the Romeo beef right now the Romeo Bow Wow beef. So they literally, as the fathers, got on a phone call with me and Grouchy as intermediators, and we—it wasn't it, like a story, right? But you know, you know, we did, we did squash. They did, they did it for us, so we can, you know, they never appeared on stage together, right, so like right. that versus or yeah, whatever, yeah. But but they they were cordial, you know right. what I'm saying? Like whatever smoke was going on, then we calmed it down more right. than once, man. I remember it was two in the morning, Funkmaster Flex called me. And I never got a call from Funk Master Flex in my whole damn life. I'm coming from wherever, and it's like, who? He's like, Funk Flex. I was like, what? I was like, how did, you, how did you get my number? He was like, I got something to say. Fuck all that. He's like, because he was beefing with Benzino. Oh, shit. So, you know, he had a long time beef with Benzino right. and Doris and all of that. So he's like, because Benzino was my account. So I guess they caught it in the streets that anything Benzino it, it went through me. So then I would run Benzino news, but running Benzino news wasn't you know 
So it was always hatred. It's this and Eminem. It was always like right. hated shit. Right, right. So, so, but, but he was beefing with Flex. <laughs> so Flex was like, I'm tired of it, man. Call the truth. Set it up. <laughs> I want to not beef with him. <gasps> so I set it up with uh, Dave May. And, of course, that shit lasted like 48 hours. <laughs> and then it was beefing again. <laughs> but, but, you know, we would get these strange calls that it's not really new. Right. But it's like, those were like magical events to me. Like, why would Funk, like, I've never got a call from Funk Master Flex again in my life. <laughs> I don't even think it'd be, if I, but, nah, listen, because the next 48 hours, I would bring all my artists to Flex. So, you know, okay. you know, guys, all these guys were going in the Flex, so Flex knew me from that. Right. So I just didn't put two and two together. If we ever changed math, I usually had to deal with the underling. Right. But Flex was like, see, we got to do this now. So it was just like, these moments to me were like, like, I saw another one. We covered Foxy Brown. She got out of the jail. Ooh. So as soon as she got out of the jail, there was a camera person in there, my camera girl, filming her out, out of jail. And that was like, that was the shit that you kind of do now. Right. You yeah. Know, with, yep. You know, with Complex or whatever, with Bobby Smyrna and all that. I was so cool with her. I did it then. Mm. And then from that day, Foxy Brown became my account. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, so you know, so, <laughs> so, so it, it was like, that was the game. That's amazing. We, we were like working with celebrities and trying to build their brands. But if you got arrested, homeboy, right. I ain't your friend. <laughs> you got to report the news. Right. <laughs> it's business. <laughs> it's business. But give me, put me on that list, though. Don't forget to put... <laughs> yeah. Don't forget me when I need you. And Especially la- when I'm in the back of the line. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And last one is your top five moments in your career. Man, why As you gotta yeah, right. I have to. I have to. All right. So the five, I say, all hip hop is definitely one of them. Of course. Because that set me off. Tantrum was something that was a bridge to where I wanted to go, but didn't know how to get there. Mm. So Tantrum Consulting and being a CEO, that was, you know what I'm saying, was was great. I, I, you saying, um, go. In your whole go, career. Career? Yeah, in your whole your whole career. So, accomplishing a documentary like mm. Purple Tape Files, even though it didn't come together, I realized even it was helpful for me that failure is going to be a part of this path. Mm. No matter what, how much success you'll see, that taught, failure taught me so much. Mm-hmm. It was like, wait, we're at Sundance. This has to come out, right? And it's like, so what? You're at Sundance, you ain't get your shit together, right? So right. it was such a valuable lesson through that failure. I'll put that on there because it taught me not to do it again. Mm, okay. Um, I would have to say, you know, um, I'm not gonna lie, man. Working for Fox, like I said, is a dream come true. Working at Divorce Court, yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna sit there and say it's not my best. You know, it's not, but it's definitely, you know, I mean, you got to, I, I, if I took my phone into my bedroom, my goals are on my bedroom wall. Mm. So one of my goals is um, to have a TV show on a TV network. Right. So from paying the power, at least at that time in my life was my crown and achievement. I've never had a TV show. I never had, I never was an EP, right. you know, on a television show. And that was a big webisode. So to be an executive producer on my own documentary for social justice and, 
you know, equality for the black man. Yeah. That's my number one, I say, achievement mm. right now. That's amazing. So let's get into, last but not least, the question of the day. And then we're going to give our shout out, social media, um, and your last words to any of the people that are listening and watching. Um, the question of the day is, what bothers you about the industry? And what will be your solution to fixing it? I mean, I don't think that, that I think that the, the industry will bothers me the most. Uh, I don't want to be generic, but it's um, I'm a well, actually I'm gonna break it down because I see things in a different way. Like right. when I see when I look at something like Love and Hip Hop, and I see. I mean, maybe not love and hip hop might not be a great example, but there's another one. It was more like um, love and hip hop, like like because I'm on the other side, so I pitch TV shows. Right. I don't just work at networks. I pitch them. I'm on calls. <clears throat> I'm on calls with a bunch of white people. Right. I remember we had a, a, a deal with not a deal. Well, it didn't happen, but we you know, failure. But through for failure, we learned. Right. Um, we we were on the Zoom call, me and Matt going on a Zoom call with Google. We were going to get, we were working on a six-figure budget. You know what I'm saying? We was going all in. And one and our partner on it was a two-time Emmy Award-winning producer. Right. Okay? So he helped us get that. And it was like, I looked at the call and everyone on the call, including our partners, was white. So I'm just like, like how can you understand our culture when we're talking about a rapper's documentary that mm. we understand. Now, if you give us these resources that we're asking for, we'll make it dope. Mm. But I got to convince you, like, you don't even know who this dude is or me. You don't know what they go through, but because of my experiences through all hip-hop and just, you know, associating with artists, I'm closer to them than you are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I have to answer to you. Throughout mm. my whole career, I, I didn't like the fact that People that were not, that did not look like me, ran loving hip hop. Like, not mm-hmm. Mona, but like my direct supervisor wasn't black. Right. And I'm like, uh, how do you know this person wouldn't do good? You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. I fight with you now. Right. Like, so to me, it was like, to me, early on, the bastardization or, or exploitation of our culture, it mm-hmm. hurts me sometimes. And to see it, it's always going to happen. So it's going right. to, you know what I'm saying? It happened with rock and roll, with Elvis. Now it's 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 penetrated into Hollywood. We got a billion dollar movie with Black Panther, and we're gonna have another one with Black Panther too. But what I'm saying is, Marvel was progressive in putting a black team on there, but the people still cutting the checks is still white. Right. So that's my problem. If you're gonna cover your stuff, give us an opportunity where we can, like Ava, and the people can just make content. But why do I have to, you know, do all these hoops and boundaries? Be like, just, just take a chance more. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what I'm ultimately saying. It's hard. It's hard to convey that with people that don't grow in in, in our culture and understand it. Right. And we got to pitch to them. Right. It's kind of coming full circle for you because when you were at Delaware at, at the University of Delaware, you had the same kind of situation in which you're here now. If that makes sense. So. Yeah. It definitely came full circle and you have achieved much more than what a lot of people, you know, could achieve right now. So 
just just keep it pushing and i really appreciate you for being on the show and also um give your shout outs and social media where they can find you and any lasting words that you want to give um my get i'm not my guest i'm sorry uh, <laughs> my people shout out to street politicians everybody showed up but now nah, i mean honestly you know I, i'm blessed and i mean shout out to back mills if it wasn't for him and the aga agency then it would it wouldn't allow me to do it wouldn't even allow me to work in divorce court you know what i'm saying right. like it just allows me to do so many things, and and you know if 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 AG if y'all could take something away, take our agency away, AGA agency in my is Steve Ray's at you know at Steve Ray's, <laughs> and <laughs> what's gonna give y'all the full email? But right. you gotta work for that. <laughs> That's one of them. I gotta put that That's down. That's one of them. <laughs> and, uh, you know. That's that bag yeah. that you throwing over but, your shoulder. I mean, we out here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real, real story. Someone paid two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars to get my contact from All Hip Hop when I was at All Hip Hop. I was like, "You're an idiot" because it's on the staff page. So somebody told me one day, they was like, "You, you so pop," and I sold your email for two hundred dollars. I was like, "Why?" <laughs> because they needed your contact and they didn't know it. And I don't not giving your number out, but your email stay flooded, so you can handle it. Bye. And I was like, what you did? He's like, I was like, 200? I'm like, damn, that's not bad. I'm doing okay. <laughs> right. Like, give me half. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Mm-hmm. But thank you again for um, Yo, thank you so coming much. on the show. Uh, don't forget to follow me in my SS Hollywood 313 and the podcast, So Hollywood the Podcast. Go to www.allofhollywood.biz. Uh, like, share, subscribe. And um, yeah, you... you you're definitely, in my books, one of the, one of the greatest, if not the greatest. So keep it up, I'm so and um, I'm excited because if it wasn't if it wasn't for you, we a lot of, of the culture would not be where it's at today. So hats off, hats off to you. And um, if you don't have anything else, we we we're out this thing like a chicken wing. I'll see you next time, Mike. Right? All right, peace. Is it me or was it hot in here? Is it me or was it hot in here?
Shout out to my guest, Steve Rays of AGA Agency. Make sure you guys follow him. S-T-E-V-E-R-A-Z-E. Miss Hollywood in the building. <laughs> to be a guest on So Hollywood, the podcast, just email SoHollywoodThePodcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, SoHollywoodThePodcast and M-I-S-S Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.